0: Chapter 4 of Old Fashioned Fairy Tales. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paige Simpson. Old Fashioned Fairy Tales by Juliana Horatia Gaddy Ewing. The Nyx in Mischief. A certain lake in Germany was once the home of a Nyx who became tired of the monotony of life under water and wished to go into the upper world and amuse himself his friends and relations all tried to dissuade him be wise said they and remain where you are safe seeing that no business summons you from the lake few of our kindred have dealings with the human race without suffering from their curiosity or clumsiness and do them what good you may in the long run you will reap nothing but ingratitude from how many waters have they not already banished us wherefore let well alone and stay where you are but this counsel did not please the Nix, as indeed there was no reason to suppose that advice is more platable under water than on dry land and he only said i shall not expect gratitude for i have no intention of conferring benefits but i wish to amuse myself that dwarves and kobolds play what pranks they please on men and women and they do not always have the worst of it when i hear of their adventures the soles of my feet tingle this is a sign of travelling and who am i to be debarred from the fun because i live in a lake instead of a hill his friends repeated their warnings but to no purpose the Nix remained unconvinced and spent his time dreaming of the clever tricks by which he should outwit the human race and the fame he would thereby acquire on his return to the lake mischief seldom lacks opportunity and shortly after this happened that a young girl came down to the lake for water to wash with and dipped her pail just above the nix's head in a moment he jumped in and was brought safe to land the maid was bess the washerwoman's daughter and as she had one good scolding that morning for oversleeping herself and another about noon for dawdling with her work she took up her pail and set off home without delay but though she held it steadily enough the bucket shook and the water spilled hither and thither thinking that her right arm must be tired she moved the weight to her left but with no better success for the water still spilled at every step one would think that there were fishes in the pail said bess as she set it down but there was nothing to be seen but a thin red water-worm wriggling at the bottom such as you may see in any day in a soft water-tub it was in this shape, however, that the Nix had disguised himself, and he almost risked out of his skin with delight at the success of his first essay in Mischief. When they once more stepped forward, the Nix leaped and jumped harder than ever, so that not only was the water spilled, but the maiden's dress was soaked, and her tears dropped almost as fast as the wet dripped from her clothes. "'The pail is bewitched!' cried the poor girl. "'How may my mother will beat me for this!' and my back aches as if I were carrying lead, and yet the water is nearly all gone. This is something like fun, laughed the Nix. When I go home and relate my adventures, no dwarf pranks will ever be named again. But when Bess looked into the pail, he was the same slimy, stupid-looking worm as before. She dared not return to the lake for more water, for, said she, I should be as much beaten for being late as for bringing short measure, and the labor to boot. So she took up her burden again, and the next began his dance afresh, and by the time they came to their journey's end, there was not a quart of water in the pail. Was there ever a poor woman plagued with such a careless hussy? cried the mother when she saw the dripping dress, and, as Bess has expected, she seasoned her complaints with a hearty slap. And look what she calls a pailful of water, added mother, with a second blow. Late in the mornings, unlucky all day, thought poor Bess, and as her mother curled her she screamed till the house rang with the noise for she had good lungs and she knew that it is well to cry out before one gets too much hurt meanwhile the nix thought she was enduring agonies and could hardly contain his mischievous glee and when the woman bade her warm some water quickly before the wash he was no way disturbed for he had never seen boiling water and only anticipated fresh sport as he slipped from the pail into the kettle now cried the mother sharply see if you can lift that without slopping your clothes aye aye laughed the nisks see if you can my dear and as poor bess seized it in her sturdy red hands he began to dance as before but the kettle had a lid which the pail had not moreover bess was a strong strapping lass and stimulated by the remembrance of her mother's slaps with a vigorous effort she set the kettle on the fire. "'I shall be glad when I'm safely in bed,' she muttered. "'Everything goes wrong to-day.' "'It is warm in here,' said the next to himself after a while. "'In fact, stuffy. But no one must pay attention for something, for a frolic, and it tickles my ears to hear that old woman reading her daughter for my pranks. Give me time and opportunity, and I'll set the whole stupid race by the ears. There she goes again. Is it worth enduring a little discomfort?' so it certainly is warm, and I fancy it grows warmer. By degrees the bottom of the kettle grew quite hot and burnt the Nix, so that he had to jump up and down in the water to keep himself cool. The noise of this made the woman think that the kettle was boiling, and she began to scold her daughter as before, shouting, Are you coming with that tub tonight or not? The water is hot already. This time the Nix laughed, as they say, on the other side of his mouth for the water had now become as hot as the bottom of the kettle, and he screamed at the top of his shrill tiny voice with pain. How the kettle sings to-night, said Bess, and how it rains, she added, for at that moment a tremendous storm burst around the house, and the rain poured down in sheets of water, as if it meant to wash everything into the lake. The kettle now really boiled and the lid danced up and down with the frantic leaping and jumping of the agonized nix who puffed and blew till his breath came out of the spout in clouds of steam if your eyes were as sharp as your ears you see that the water is boiling over snapped the woman and giving her daughter a passing push she hurried to the fireplace and lifted the kettle onto the ground but no sooner had she set it down than the lid flew off and out jumped the little man with green teeth and a tall green hat who ran out of the door wringing his hands and crying three hundred and three years and i have lived in the water of this lake and i never it knew boil before as he crossed the threshold a clap of thunder broke with what sounded like a peal of laughter from many voices and the storm ceased as suddenly as it began the woman now saw how matters stood and did not fail next morning to fasten an old horseshoe to the door of her house, as seeing that she had behaved unjustly to her daughter, she bought her the gayest of pink ribbons that were to be found at the next fair. It is on record that Bess, who cares for little slaps and sharp speeches, though this is the best bargain she had ever made, but whether the Nix was equally well satisfied is not known. End of chapter 4 The Nix in Mischief